Hi, this is Peter Gordon with Fill Me In, episode 64. Peter show, isn't it? This is. This is the Peter show. This really is. Uh, this is, uh, well, as you've heard, fill me in, episode 64. We are the sub-hosts. Uh, everything else on today's program is really about it's Peter, quadruple threat, quintuple threat, soon-to-be sextuple threat, Gordon. It's Gordon-centric. Gordon-centric. Gordon-a-mania. Gordon-a-palooza. Gordon-a-palooza? Gordon-a-palooza. Gordon-a-s prime. Gordon is prime. Is he a transformer now? Yes, he is. He transforms between himself and another version of himself. Uh, today on the show, we have uh, we have some information on Lollapazoola. Yeah, we also have uh, some contests. We actually have an interview with Peter Gordon. Oh my God, what a surprise on the Peter Gordon show. And uh, that's... Really, probably some other stuff. Probably some other stuff. Uh, that was nice and succinct there, Ryan. That was good. Thank you. See? Yeah. Yeah. See, I can be succinct. Yeah, can you? I don't always have to keep talking and talking and talking. Now, can Sometimes you... I can just I, I say just... the thing. But I, I, if I have something to say, can I fit it in? All right. We're going to begin a little bit differently with some information on Lollapazoola, son of Pazoola. Now, Lollapazoola, for those listening to us for the first time, is a crossword tournament. We are hosting it. Our names are Brian Simmons and Ryan Hecht. Yes, it's going to be on August 22nd. That's a Saturday in August. It is indeed. It's going to be from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. That's right. It's extended an hour. It Supersize has. tournament. It, uh, it's going to be, and the entry fee is $20. 20 That's American dollars. 20 American dollars, and uh, it's in Queens, New York. It is. In the village of Jackson Heights. We have been asked by a couple of people about parking. Yes. And parking should be quite uh, relatively easy. Let's say Relative that. to New York, it should be relatively easy. It, Weekend parking here is uh, not so bad. It's not so bad. Not so bad during the day. Uh, there's well, there's probably garages in the neighborhood that are kind of pricey, but there's street parking, which is absolutely free. Yes. So, so if you are driving, maybe maybe think arrive early. Aim to arrive 1030 or something so you have time to look for a spot. But it shouldn't take you too long. No, it really shouldn't. Uh, so that's parking. We yep. also let's we're going to officially announce our lineup of constructors. We are. We have. Uh, there are going to be six puzzles in six. the tournament. We will have five uh, regular solve puzzles and one final, uh, two skill set divisions. So that final puzzle will be uh, performed live in front of the audience by two trios of finalists. Yes. On the official ACPT grease board. That's right. We are borrowing those from the ATCT. I'm not saying it right. Am You're not. I? You're not. Uh, the the tournament lockup, which is you know held deep in the Atlantic Ocean. So our constructors. <laughs> what? what? What are you talking about? I don't even know. Uh, our constructors are. We have. Brian Simmet. That's right. I am constructing one of the puzzles. I know that's a major draw for some of you. Uh, one of you. That's my mom. If you're out there, yes, I'm making one of the puzzles. All right, that's number one. All right, so we have... These are not in these any particular order. order. Yeah, no, 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 no. We're not no, giving no. away the order. Brian Simmet. Peter Gordon. Oh, there's a surprise. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. Mike Nothnagel. Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson. Uh, Brendan Emmett Quigley. And Todd and McKay. And Todd McKay. Todd McClary. Todd McClary. We're not using nicknames? In well, we didn't say Crossword Gentleman and Man About Town. Oh, we didn't right. say Pen right. Pal Extraordinaire right. Constructor of the Friday Puzzle. We didn't say... Quintuple threat and Brendan Emmett Quigley doesn't have a nickname. Right, we didn't. So we didn't say any of those. Well, now we did. We did. All right. So Todd McKay. But those are our six constructors. All uh, fantastic constructors. Yeah. Now here's a little bit more about the tournament. Um, it, it the puzzles are not just straight ahead solves like at the ACPT. There's a little bit more 
uh, to at least some of them. There's yes. just a little extra something, maybe a little secondary puzzle that offers bonus points, maybe some interactivity, maybe uh, performance art, maybe who knows. <laughs> it's really hard to tell at this it point. Is. But uh, each puzzle probably has yeah, a little bit of a kick to it. Yes. A little something Expect else. Expect anything and everything. Expect everything and anything. One thing that we've mentioned about, about last year's tournament that we haven't really explained for what? people who weren't there. Yeah, what's that? Uh, Google tickets. Oh, Google tickets. Yes. Very popular addition it, to our, our tournament. It was I a think huge you came success up with the last idea. year. Who did? I think you did. I did? I think so. I don't know. Well, we kind of did this whole... I mean, last year on the blog, we were really getting into whether it was okay to Google answers on the puzzle. And right. then there was that one puzzle that had the entry, try Googling this. And like the whole premise of Googling an answer kind of blew up last year. It did. Didn't it? Yeah, so... We, we chose to do Google tickets at Right, Lollapuzzle, and we're going to do it, it again this year. So explain it for us. So you? this is basically how it's going to work. We're going to have to work out the technical details. But when you check in, you're going to get a number of Google tickets. That, n- that number is probably like eight. It's going to be around eight. Somewhere like eight. Similar so to eight. While you're <laughs> while you're solving your puzzle, <laughs> if you get stuck yeah. and you want to use one of your Google tickets, yeah. you rip one off. And if you're stuck on, let's say... 11 down. Uh-huh. You write on the back of the Google ticket 11D. Yeah. You'll raise it up. Yeah. One of us will come by. Yeah. We'll take the ticket from you. And on the back, we'll write down the answer to 11D, 11 down. And we'll hand it back to you. And then, then you have your answer. Right. So it's kind of like Googling. Yeah, exactly. Googling it's, a freebie, it's a freebie answer if you're stuck. Now, there's a little bit of a restriction, though. Like, we don't allow the Google tickets. They're not in play until approximately, like, half of the solving time allotted has gone by. Right. So, like, you can't start off by just asking for eight answers. Right. Uh, uh, so you have to let, like, if if we've given you 25 minutes to do a puzzle, maybe at about 12 or 13 minutes in, we'll say, you know, Google tickets are now in play. You can use them. And and there will be a, a bonus at the end of the whole tournament for how many Google tickets you have left. Ah, so there's an incentive to not use them yes. to try to solve them yourself. Yes. All right. Well, that's that's reasonable. We'll have to figure out how to make that incentive offset how much bonus time incentive you would get from getting the free answers. Yes. You know, because if it turns out to be more valuable to use the Google ticket and save six minutes, well, then it's kind of, you know, we have to figure that well, out. Well, we have to figure out the technical details, but that's kind of basically how it Yeah, but works. that's the idea. Yes. All right. Well, that sounds Do that we have sounds anything good. else about Lollapazoola besides uh, come? Uh, yes, please come to it. Uh, it's please register. Be, uh, register. You can go to our website, uh, lollapazoola.bemoresmarter.com, and register via PayPal, or you can pay at the door. That's okay, too. Just let us know. Uh, uh, yeah, but drop us an email, rbxblog at gmail.com, and tell us if you're coming, that you're coming. Bring guests, bring friends. It's going to be a lot of fun. It will be a lot of fun. It's going to be great. And there's divisions. Do we say divisions? There's we did that last divi- week. There's divisions. Which we're, which we're, we're still figuring unclear out. about. We're all kind of figuring it out. Yeah, but it's coming together. August 22nd. Be there. We have less than four weeks to go. Excellent. All right, moving on to... Viewer mail. Opening it up. We have a very light viewer mail bag this it's week. It's extremely light. We have one viewer mail. It's about as light as you can get while still actually having a bag. Should I read it? Go ahead. All right. This viewer mail comes to us from Keith R. Murray. Hello, Ryan and Brian. Hello, Keith. I've been listening to your podcast since episode 56. About a week ago, I thought, there must be a podcast about crosswords, and I searched Google with the keywords crossword podcast, and there you were. Look at us. It took me about three or four episodes to figure out what was going on. I thought that they were going to be about crosswords. (laughs) I stuck with it, and I'm now caught up with your release schedule of one per week. 
I am not a New York Times puzzle type of guy, think Games Magazine instead, but I've been solving for decades. I even tried constructing a long time ago, but my meager offerings were rejected by Dell. In closing, I'm not going to mention Will Shorts. Signed, Keith Robert Murray. Thank you for not mentioning Will Shorts. Now, first of all, I'm a little nervous that Keith Robert Murray is going to kill us. Why uh, is that? Because he has three first names. You think all people with... Lee Harvey Oswald. Oh, interesting. John Wilkes Booth. Oh, that's not three first names. That's just three names. Jason Robert Brown. No, he's a composer. Jason Robarts Jr. Uh, (laughs) Ryan Elizabeth Hecht. (laughs) (laughs) Touche. Well, here's a couple of things, Keith Robert Murray. First of all, don't kill us. Second of all... um, I'm glad you found our podcast. That's fantastic. I'm glad it shows up in Google. Uh, that's that's fan- surprising. I, I know. Uh, and you didn't use a Google ticket to get to us, which no. is even better. So you still have 25 bonus points coming your way. Um, are you coming to Lollapazoola? We'd love to see you there. We would. We are a constantly in flux program. We never know what the hell we're doing. No. Never. Uh, if you went back and listened to episode one, you would really know that we don't know what the hell we're doing. Right. Don't listen to episode one. It's not very good. Uh is, no. is there anything good in episode one? I think we Revenge did. of the Sith. <laughs> Revenge of the Sith. That, that was, was good. good. That was good. And, of course, the infamous Have We Started. That was yes. episode... Oh, maybe it wasn't so bad. <laughs> Go ahead. Go listen to episode one. Go listen to episode one. It's good. One. Yeah. It's good stuff. So, but here's what, here's what we're actually going to start working on is a new page on our blog site that sort of introduces this show and tells you what it is and what we're about and what we do. And unlike some of the episodes in the mid-50s there where we talked maybe about two minutes on puzzles, we're trying to expand that a bit and talk more about right. puzzles now than maybe we did you know, a few weeks ago. We're trying ago. to find a happy balance between the, the, the in-jokes and the actual crossword stuff. The nonsense and talking about crosswords. Yeah. I think it's I, difficult to find that balance, I think. Because I think we can get caught up in nonsense. And it's very easy to get caught up in nonsense. Especially for us. Absolutely. Uh, so we're trying to find a balance. We are. As you've noticed in recent weeks, we, we have the, uh, about the last five minutes of the episode is a, a recap of the week in New York Times crossword puzzles. But we're starting to branch out and do more puzzles. Last week we talked in some length about a Games Magazine puzzle, in we fact. We did. The Mike Nothnagel World's Most Ornery Crossword. Yes. Uh, which, which was great. Um, I do Games Magazine, too, and World of Puzzles. I think there's some fantastic stuff in there. Uh, I think it's a lot of fun. Is that it for viewer mail? What else are we going to say? Nothing? All right. Viewer mail. Closing it up. Our next segment is the uh, the 96-word puzzle contest. Yeah, yeah. We had a few weeks ago, Jeremy Horowitz, uh, Jeremy Two-Time Horowitz, uh, gave us I this think contest. Horowitz. That's what I said, Horowitz. I think you're saying Horowitz. No, I'm not. You just said Horowitz. No, I, but I think you're... Horowitz. H-O-R-W-I-T-Z. No, Jersey Whitmore. Uh, came up with this contest. What's the highest word count you can do in a puzzle? And uh, we st- staying with all the standard puzzle rules. Yeah, staying with all fifteen by fifteen grid. Uh, you know, all three, words have to be at least three, three letters, and so on. Um, we thought we had two solutions to this, and as it turned out, uh, we did not. Our solution set had only one entry in it. Uh, we had a problem. Peter Gordon had submitted a ninety-six word puzzle, and it followed all of the rules, and uh, we. Declared him a winner, and we also declared Neville Fogarty, Squishy Defeated, as a winner. Upon further review, two of the words in Neville's puzzle had only two letters in them. Yes. So we had to come up with a way to work around this. And what we decided to do was tell Neville that if he could uh, come up with a different 96-word grid that wasn't a copy of Peter's, and he could come up with a pangram fill of it, we would declare him a co-winner of the contest. 
And he writes back, uh, Ryan and Brian, try as I might, I couldn't come up with a new grid, much less a pangrammatic fill for that new grid I couldn't make. I guess I'll just have to forfeit my undeserved prize. Brian, you can keep the forfeited prize between two items of your choice. <laughs> That's very funny. Uh, glad he wasn't penalized for this like he was in that nickname ordeal. Neville Fogarty, squishy defeated. What is that last sentence about? Uh, that, well, he's describing himself. He's glad that he wasn't penalized. Oh, oh, oh. He's, and I think in the nickname ordeal, he had to, uh, he w- went he had into to a neighbor's into kitchen. neighbor's kitchen yeah. with Monica Lewinsky. With Monica, no, that was Dan Fayer's mom. Dan Fayer's mom is Monica Lewinsky? Dan Fayer's, Does that mean Bill Clinton is his father? Dan Fayer's mom lived next door to Monica Lewinsky. Or maybe it was Dan Fayer's grandma. I don't know. Uh, Dan, Sammy the dentist? <laughs> Sammy, if you're out there, you didn't give us any answers this no, week. No, we got nothing. Uh, we got no answers, but we do want to know whether it was Dan Fayer's yeah, mom wait a or minute. Dan Fayer's grandma. Where are our weekly answers? I don't know. This is really... Where's our oracle? I have no idea. We have no Sammy, oracle this week. you've done... You did two weeks, and you completely dropped the ball. And the first week, he rehashed answers we already knew. And then last week, he answered Manhattanhenge, which wasn't a question. And he sent us uh, a link to the typewriter orchestra that didn't involve Brendan Emmett Quigley. All right. So, Sammy... uh, Sammy, you are on thin ice. You really are on thin ice. You better get on your Zamboni and get your ass over here with some answers. And some ice, because it's hot. It is hot. It's hot in here. So, the official winner... Of the 96-word crossword bum, is bum. Peter Gordon, sextuple threat. Sextuple threat. He is the sextuple threat. He's might I don't know. Is, are we up to that now? I think so. Okay. Now, not only does he have a 90... He sent us a 96-word grid. Now, the first one he sent us was a pangram, and it was full of fairly real words and things that you could actually solve. He then sent us another one. That he is titled... The world's worst crossword. It is, in fact, the world's worst crossword. If anybody out there chooses to solve this, we guarantee it will be one of the worst crossword solving experiences (laughs) of your life. Uh, We will post it on the blog. Uh, It is brilliantly horrible. And we look forward to you not enjoying solving it. Yeah. So Peter is amazing. He Peter does amazing, is amazing. And, and you know how you know he's amazing? Because you... He, how? Because you're going to find out right now as he speaks to you from beyond... <laughs> beyond the what? bridge. Beyond Queens. <laughs> beyond Queens. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to talk to him. Let's call him right now. Why don't we do that? Uh, I'm going to try to dial this number here. Yes, I can type it. It's true. It's very it's good. True. Let's see very what happens. Good. And we're calling him on a landline. Yeah, we're going to see how Very that works. Very exciting. This is the first time. Hello? Hello, is this Peter Gordon, Quintuple Flight? Yes. Hello, Peter. Hi, Brian and Ryan. How are you doing today? Good. Excellent, excellent. Uh, this is, of course, our podcast interview. You're the featured star. Oh, thank you. Yeah, oh, <laughs> you sound very excited about this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He says dubiously. You're actually the star of the entire show. Oh, that's true. We have a whole bunch of stuff on the show today that's all about you. Uh, it's it's really going to be quite an extravaganza. Oh, I can't wait to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this could be the best episode featuring you ever. So we're just. What are we going to ask you? Some things like wh- what do you what do you do? What are you doing these days? What what's on your table? What sort of projects are happening? Well, I work at Sterling Publishing in the um, Puzzle Light Press. Is our imprint. I uh, do that Monday through Thursday, where we put out lots of puzzle books. And then on Fridays, I write a puzzle for the week, 
which is a news weekly, and I write a puzzle, a 15 by 15 crossword, having to do with um, current events. And how long have you been doing that? Is that is that recent? Uh, it started at the beginning of the year. Uh, that was I just did puzzle 29. So there's one puzzle a week. Uh, they publish 48 times a year. It's a nice little magazine. I've I've looked at it. I had a subscription a couple of years ago, and then I was overloaded with news. <laughs> yeah, I had never heard of it when they contacted me, and then I got it, and I love it. It's it's uh, their slogan is everything you need to know about anything that's important or something like that, and it really is. Just that. Oh, that was going to be our slogan. I guess we can't use that now. That was what we thought we were doing with this show. Uh, everything you needed to know. Wait, that was nothing you need to know ever about anything. Right. That was our that, slogan. That was the Sorry, slogan. I got confused. And what do you do at, at Sterling? Do you Are you mainly the editor, or are you coming up with your own puzzles and concepts and whatnot? Uh, I'm the uh, – my title is uh, executive editor, Ooh. and what I do is – Acquire puzzle books, uh, decide which ones that come over the transom we should publish and which ones we shouldn't, um, repackage stuff, come up with titles, edit the books, um, and then Francis Heaney and Patrick Lindauer also are there, and they edit books, and we uh, just do a lot of puzzles. Yeah, you have some great stuff. You, some of the stuff that you sent us is... It's been great. Scratchy Yahtzee. Scratchy yeah, Yahtzee. Scratchy Yahtzee. How, now, how does one come up with Scratchy Yahtzee? How does one think that's going that's going to work? <laughs> well, we uh, we got made a deal with Hasbro to publish some books, and I love Yahtzee, so I oh, thought, well, how can we great. how can we make a Yahtzee book? And uh, we had to scratch off technology that we'd been using for Hangman, and I thought, well, if we can do it for Yahtzee, it would be great. So what we did was. Uh, I had the computer generate some random dice rolls, and Patrick, uh, each day, would come into my office with a printout of the dice, and he would read them off to me, because, uh, you know, at, at work, we can't do the scratch-off. We just uh, print it out on regular paper without the scratch-off there, so I can't really play on my own, right. since I could see all the dice. So he'd come in and read off, you know, two, six, three, three, five, and I'll say, keep the threes, and then he'll read off <laughs> three, six, four, and I'll say, all right, keep that other three, and he'll say five, five, and I'll say, put it in full house. This this is not a real job. You do something else for a living. <laughs> is there any video footage of you and Patrick playing Yahtzee out loud like this? Cause that... Yeah, we should we should tape that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see that. Are you, well, you're both going to be at Lollapazoola. Maybe you'll act out a scene for us. Sure, sure. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Oh, this is great. Well, I've just been playing Yahtzee on my iPod, uh, and... They now have a couple of different versions. They have duplicate Yahtzee, where you're playing against the computer, and they get the exact same role that you get. Oh, you wow. To, so it's like strategy of what to pick out of the dice. That's what's competitive. Right. Well, I mean, if you buy two scratchy Yahtzees, then I recommend everyone do that. You can, <laughs> you can play against someone. Uh, you know, you say, let's turn to page 28 and play that game. And you both play the exact same dice, and whoever wins is clearly the better player. Clearly. Um, all right, so I want to talk to you about um, Sun Puzzles, the books of Sun Puzzles. Uh, I'm, I'm still in the middle. I'm not in the middle. I'm near the end of finishing my, my Cranium Crushing Thursdays number two. Am I getting the title right? No. No, that would be Shoot, then. I don't know. Cranium what is... Crushing Friday, isn't it? No, then what is the Thursday one called? Theme... Let's see. Our, theme... Killer, Killer Thursday Crosswords number two? That sounds right. Killer Thursday Crosswords number two. We'll put a link up on the blog, and we'll have the correct name. Now, are, are you are you creating more straight crossword puzzle books for uh, Puzzle Right Press, or or are they me as in me as in the Sun? 
No, uh, just just from just crossword puzzle books that have nothing to do with the sun. Well, yeah, we put out dozens of crossword puzzle books every year. You do. Yeah. What's, what's your latest one? Uh, well, the latest New York Sun one is New York Sun 21. Um, those will go up to 23, and there'll be one more after that from After the Sun called Sunset Crosswords. Um, okay. And then there's Los Angeles Times books of crosswords we're reprinting. We have a book of Bob Klon themeless puzzles from his cross synergy called The Wrath of Klon Crosswords. <laughs> nice. Um, let's see, what else? And then we have, you know, variety crossword books. We have uh, Scrabble Crosswords uh, was the original Scrabble book by Frank Longo where every answer was a Scrabble word. Right, right. And uh, each one was a pangram. Uh, and then in the second book, the way it works is you get two racks of seven tiles and uh, twice in each puzzle it says C left rack or C right rack and you fill in an anagram of those tiles. Oh, that's pretty cool. Wow. And in, in addition, every word is a Scrabble word. So you learn your Scrabble words and you also learn your anagramming skills for seven-letter words, which is very important for Scrabble players. Absolutely. Now, I, I need to tangent off of this a little bit. You you know Frank Longo, yes? Of course, yes. Uh, I've not met him personally. I, I have done many of his puzzles of varying sorts, the, the 25-foot-long crossword, the vowel-less crosswords, and now you tell me about the Scrabble thing. Uh, is, is he not human? These are some of the most clever, genius things, and his puzzles knock the hell out of me. Yeah, no, he's not human. He's not human. Like, part of him <laughs> is from another universe. Well, I mean, he, he sleeps on this 25-hour cycle. He sleeps, you know, eight hours a night, but it's on a 25-hour cycle. So anytime you call him, you don't know if he could be in the middle of his sleep or in the middle of his day. Okay, wait, wait, wait. wait so at the end of the year, it's like he's only up to about December 3rd or something when the rest of us are celebrating New Year's? Right, right. He, you know, uh, he fact-checks the puzzles in the week for me. And when I'm done with them, I send them over to him. But on some weeks, you know, he'll be going to bed at 8 p.m. And other weeks, he'll be going to bed at 5 a.m. Are you... And I've got to... Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> we have to stop. We have to hold everything. Are you... Are you kidding us? What are you talking about? What 24... Are you making this up? Each night, he goes to bed one hour later than the previous night. What? Are, wait, You're lying to us. This, you... is, this is from your scratchy Frank Longo book. <laughs> Wait, what? Seriously? Seriously. You go. <laughs> Say something. I, listen, I have long been mystified by Frank Longo ever since starting to do the, the, the pencil pointers in Games Magazine. He does a lot of those, and they, they, right. they've they kicked my butt in the past. I, I am certain that Frank Longo is not uh, 100% human. This comes to me as no surprise. Why is he... <laughs> now, assuming that you're not lying to us, why does he do this? That's just the way his body works, I guess. He finds it uh, easier to function that way. I mean, uh, you know, I've got to wake up every day at the same time, and I'm often tired. Maybe if I did it his way, I wouldn't be, but, you know. And he's never really. he's never tired, then? He's beaten the system? I guess. Wow. I'm going to start doing this. All right, you, you start doing it. That'll work really well with your work schedule and your wife schedule. That, yeah. I'm doing that. Okay, good luck with it. Thank you. Um, wh where do things stand, uh, Peter, with uh, the resurrection of the Sun puzzle? Is that is that project going well? Is it what's happening with it? Yeah. So uh, at SunCrossword.com, you can go 
and sign up, pledge that you'll you're willing to pay twenty cents a puzzle. And when I get one thousand seven hundred seventy six people, I'll start up again. And right now I'm at five hundred thirty three. About thirty percent of the way there. Excellent. Well, that's. Uh... Well, that's better than it was when I went to sign up for it. So yeah, well, I got a big boost when there was that article in the New York Times that mentioned the site. Oh, right, right, right. Sure. Well, I, I, I don't know. I talk about it, and of course, we've given away some of your books now as uh, contest prizes. I think the, I think the books are awesome. I have two of them at work, and I, I'm loving them. I would like to say something also about the books. The paper is fantastic. The paper is. Yeah, you know, I knew you were going to say the paper and the binding. Everyone talks about the paper, the and, the paper binding and the binding. The paper and the binding are great. The paper takes pencil beautifully. Yeah. It's yeah, great. well, I mean, some of these other CrossFit puzzle books, the paper is just so awful. It, it is. is. That's true. Now, I, I, I will say I love the New York Times puzzles, but, like, the omnibus books, that is worse than newsprint, that paper. It's it, it's called Groundwood. Oh, is that is that the name of it? It's horrible. Yeah. It's, I mean, that's like the stuff you get in the generic paper towel dispenser at, like, a roadside rest stop. Right, right. It's awful. It yeah, is. if you try to erase it, it'll just tear apart. Yeah. Yeah. I tore once right through my omnibus. <laughs> and the binding stinks, too, because it's such a thick book, and then you can't see the what's inside the edge. And the. And I'm left-handed, so I have to do all the puzzles on the right pages. Right. Yeah. Well, these sun books are fantastic. The paper and the oh, binding. And the actual puzzles. And, of course, the actual puzzles as well. Do you have any baseball-themed books? Yes, we have Baseball Crosswords by David J. Kahn. Very nice. Do you have any baseball Sudoku? We do not. No. Well, actually, ESPN has a baseball Sudoku book where instead of the numbers 1 through 9, uh-huh. you put in P, C, 1B, 2B, 3B, SS, LF, CF, RF in each square, in each row, column, and box. And boy, is that annoying. Wow. And very nicely done, just rattling off the positions in order. In, in order. Of course, I went to professional umpire school, you know. You did? did? Really? Yeah. I wanted to be a professional umpire. That, what was that went, like, the school? That's awesome. I went to Joe Brinkman Umpire School uh, right after college in February 1988. It's a five-week program, and uh, they teach you the rules of baseball in the morning, and then in the afternoons you learn the mechanics on the field, you know, where to position yourself, how to make a safe call. You know, they line up everyone, and they go, okay, one, two, three, and everyone goes, Hoo! and then, then you practice your outs. Wow, and, you know, wow. They, they teach you how to eject people. Uh, what to do on a balk, you know. You want to hear my balk call? Yeah. Sure. Uh, how many men on base? Two. What what bases are they on? Uh, first and second. Yeah, first and second. No, make it first and third. That's All right, it's first and third. First and third. That's a balk! Time! You! Score! You! Second base! <laughs> that was fantastic. Uh, what else do we have to discuss? Anything? Are we discussing anything else? Uh... I don't think we so. have to learn what comes after quintuple uh, for when you do one more thing. Do you know what comes after quintuple? Sextuple, right? Well, I, that's what I think, sextuple. Then uh, septuple, then octuple, probably. but then what? Nonuple, is it? Yeah, nonuple, which sounds ridiculous. Nonuple? Let's try to get to nonuple and then just stop there, because that's a great word. Nonuple. Try not to do more than nine things, if you would. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, non-upal, there it is. Yeah, oh, you looked it up. No, non-yupal. Non-yupal, it's pronounced. Non-yupal? That sounds a little bit too much like nipple. Oh, that's that's a music thing, having nine beats to the measure. A non-yupal rhythm. Wow. Do you know that? 
I, I can imagine. You never heard that term? To, but no, I've never heard that term. I mean, I know. Duple. But like you know, a triplet is dun dun dun. Of course, uh, I understand. So what's what a what's sure. a nonyable? It, it probably is far more conceptual than it is anything you could perform. I'm sure if it was. To you be never played a nonyable. <laughs> uh, I, I, technically, maybe certain scales might be written that way if you have to do a run of nine notes within a single beat. Okay. That, I suppose that would be a nonuple beat. Play one at you'll play one at Lollapazoola. Brian will play one at Lollapazoola. Uh, sure. Great. Thanks. <laughs> you know what? Maybe John Delphin will be there and he can play one. Dueling nonuple. I, I defer. I defer all pianistic skills to John Delphin. <clears throat> uh, I'm looking forward to it uh, to Lollapazoola. Well, I, I am too, and and we're excited that you, that you have a puzzle in the in the tournament. It's going to be wonderful, and uh, hopefully you'll enjoy the rest of the event as well. Yeah, I'm sure I will. Excellent. (laughs) Hopefully. Uh, I think that that's about it then for now, unless you have anything else, Peter, you'd like to add on to this? No, no, no. Just go out and buy Scratchy Yahtzee. Yeah, buy Scratchy Yahtzee. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we'll we'll put links up to Scratchy Yahtzee and other favorites. Uh, Make sure they're Barnes & Noble links, not Amazon. No, 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 Barnes & Noble links, of course. Barnes & Noble links. Of course. Uh, And uh, thanks very much for your time, Peter. You're welcome. Good talking to you. All right, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Right. Bye. 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 Peter Gordon. He Peter had, Elizabeth Gordon. I don't believe this. that's a real job. A, I don't believe that's a real job that he has. And what, B, I, editing puzzle books? Yeah. I just You've seems, edited a puzzle book. I know, but... You edited a bunch of word searches. No, no, no. I proofed it. But whatever. You worked for Patrick Blindauer, didn't you? No, I worked for Sterling. Well, that's that's where Peter works. I know. You're on the team. I'm not saying Peter that, Gordon, Patrick Blindauer, Francis Heaney, Ryan Hecht. I did, I did one book. It's more books than I've done. That's true. Uh, I'm jealous. I want to work in puzzles. Well, I, I, I'm certainly not doing it full time. On the subject of working in puzzles, my submissions to the New York Times, still unanswered. Still unanswered. Still unanswered. Uh, Which so, I think means he doesn't want to use them. Well, you don't know that. I don't, but that's what I think. Okay. All right. So now, now we're done with Peter Gordon for the show. No, actually we're not, because okay. we have to talk about the contest we posed last week. Last week. Last week's contest was provided to us by Peter Gordon. Sextuple threat. Yes. But when he proposed it, he was a... He was the quintuple threat. Right. All right. Well, Peter Gordon had told us this. Take an eight-letter, two-word phrase that means EATS and that contains an E. Write it in all capital letters with no space and without the E. What's left is a seven-letter string of letters that, if turned upside down, remains unchanged. What is the phrase? What is the phrase? We got a handful of answers. Uh, about half of our answers came with the question, we can't understand the contest, would you please repeat it? Uh, because last week's episode sounded kind of like crap. Did we Did we have the the people send in the code I don't word? know the people sent in the password. Nobody sent in the password. I know that uh, June Pock Squirrel of Discord asked whether it was eats. He couldn't understand the word eats. What did he think it was besides eats? He wasn't sure, but uh, he did not send in the password. So, so far, nobody has sent in the password when they needed to, and lots of people have sent in the password when they don't need to. I think it's the code word. The code word? Yeah. I Whatever it is, I, I wonder if people don't know what it is we're saying. We're saying Papelbon. 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 For what it's worth, there are currently in existence two Papelbons. There is Jonathan Papelbon, pitcher for the Boston Red Sox, and then there is Papelbon, the way Crosscan spells it. <laughs> Which is totally unrelated. He's a Jewish guy who uh, works in the pants business. We will say this. Either one of those is an acceptable code word. Don't yes. you think? Yeah. Yes. Uh, anyway, we got a bunch of answers that were correct. And that correct answer is... Noshes on. Noshes on. 
Yes. And if you remove the E, you're left with N-O-S-H-S-O-N. If you flip that upside down, you're left with... N-O-S-H-S-O-N. Yes. Uh, Because all of those letters have rotational symmetry. That's why this works. Yes, like Toyota. No. (laughs) No. (laughs) What? What do you mean, no? Toyota, all of the letters in Toyota have vertical symmetry. Oh, really? Yeah, they don't have rotational symmetry. If you turn Toyota upside down, it doesn't look anything the same. It doesn't? No. If you turn a T upside down, where's the the horizontal bar? Is it still at the top? No, it's at the bottom now. I meant the car, not the word. If you turn a Toyota upside down, uh, then yes, it is a a, a car has rotational symmetry. Thank you. Uh, So we got some. uh, We got five answers, five correct answers. Yep. And we got some comments. We did get some comments. Uh, The only. What what sort of comments are we even going to? Well, read? Amanda Yesnowitz, the unparalleled parallel verse engineer, shining light to us all. Wait, hang says, on, you can't say Yesnowitz and then say oh, verse sorry. engineer. Amanda Yesnowitz, the unparalleled parallel verse engineer, shining light to us all, says this makes me want a bagel. Now that's interesting. I'm reading the script that Ryan prepared for today's show, and next to Amanda's name, it says this makes me want a bagel. I thought Ryan, this was your comment about Amanda's nickname. <laughs> like I thought this was your it's in a different font so I thought it was your comment no on the it's her there. Comment. like it was a little footnote you were providing to me why would why would her nickname make me want a bagel I don't know I was gonna ask you because I don't understand it <laughs> no she wants a bagel bagels are good they, it's good to nosh on it is good to nosh on uh, Doug Peterson cross for gentleman and man about town says makes me want to nosh on a dodger dog or a sloppy joe I like Dodger dogs. I don't like Sloppy Joes. What? I don't like Sloppy Joes. How do you not like Sloppy Joes? I don't. They're, I'm going to make you Sloppy Joes. They're greasy and messy and sloppy. I'm making you Sloppy Joes. Right now? I will. Okay. I'll do it. David Stein said, here are some things whoa, whoa, I like whoa, to... Whoa. David... David Stein, we met him at the ACPT. He has a class. He asked him, would you rather... Here are some things I like to <laughs> nosh on. Dulce, one syllable. I prefer the chewy type over the crunchy type. Chowder, corn, clam, mushroom, whatever. Poutine. Eggs. <laughs> <laughs> interesting interesting indeed That's all right a good then. menu very very good all right so we're gonna figure out who won uh we're gonna turn to our friends at random.org for the first time in a month so strap it on here we go <laughs> and the winner is amanda, amanda. yes the unparalleled parallel verse engineer a shining light to us all i'm allowed to say it normally because i actually know how to pronounce congratulations amanda amanda let us know what you'd like as a prize and if you'd like a scratchy yahtzee we can certainly provide that for you and if you'd like to ask peter gordon what other things he can make scratchy maybe uh, we could put in a personal request uh there you go Yes, so now this week's contest. This week's contest. uh, Contest? Contest? (laughs) This week's contest comes to us from a book that Ryan has. I have a book. Ryan has a book. It's called The Puzzle Master Presents 200 Mind-Bending Challenges from NPR. So we've stolen the segment (laughs) from Will Shorts, and now we're going to steal a puzzle from Will Shorts. Yeah, and this may be the demise of our uh, contest segment. I can't say that word. Why would this be the demise? Well, because we didn't come up with it. None of our listeners came up with it. We haven't come up with any of them. Okay. Some of our listeners have come up with other ones. That's true. All right. All right. Well, here's the thing. This is a previously published puzzle. A PPP, if you will. Well, so was that uh, flip this, this letter backwards and you get an apple. What was that one that you came up with? The puzzle that you Apparently came up with. Apparently it was with. flip this letter backwards and you get an apple. Um <laughs> I don't know. If people know this puzzle we're about to do, if you've already solved I, it in listen, the past. I understand that this is not 100% fantastic, but I... The All right, odd... whatever. I don't care. Send in your answers. Read the puzzle. All right. 
It's number 76. Excellent. If you have the book at home, read along. <laughs> it's titled Telephone Word. Uh, Will Short says, What is the only common, uncapitalized seven-letter word in which six of the seven letters use the same number on a telephone dial? For example, the word Kabbalah, C-A-B-B-A-L-A, on a telephone would be 222-2252. But the answer is a more familiar word than that. So it's a common, uncapitalized seven-letter word in, in which six of the seven letters use the same number on a telephone dial. And it's not Kabbalah. It's not Kabbalah. All right. There so you go. if you're out walking your dog. Like Vic, the gavel. Fleming. Fleming. Uh, or, then you can email us uh, with the code word. Which this week is Papelbond. And uh, then we'll happily email you back with the contest. Yes. Uh, otherwise, just email us with your answer to the contest, and that email address is rbxblog at gmail.com. Yes. Brilliant. Oh, my God! Look! On the horizon! What's on the horizon? It's Thor, the god of thunder. There he is! With a bookshelf! Arthur, king of the Britons. Your knights of the round table shall have a task to make them an example in these dark times. Good idea, O oh Lord. Of course it's a good idea. Behold, Arthur, this is the Holy Grail. Look well, Arthur, for it is your sacred task to seek this Grail. That is your purpose, Arthur. The quest for the Holy Grail. Monty Python is brilliant. It is. Just brilliant. Brilliant. Monday, July 20th by Poncho Harrison. What is the tastiest part of a plant? The root, the stem, or the leaf? None of the above. I'm all about the dicotyledons. Tuesday, July 21st by Donna S. Levin. You know, I wish my last name was Armstrong. I probably wouldn't have been teased as much. Oh, what the heck. Did people tease you about your name? Wednesday, July 22nd, by Patrick Ilnon Vedere Tep Marmalata Blindauer. Do you have a sandwich appetite? Oh, no. I have a manwich appetite. Well, all we have are sandwiches. Oh. Okay, well, then I'll, I'll have a sandwich. Thursday, July 23rd, by Gary and Stephen Kennedy. Quick, favorite movie they used, Who Let the Dogs Out in the Trailer? Easy, A Room with a View. How did I know you were going to say that? Friday, July 24th, by Patrick Barry. I'd love to have a spiral staircase in my house. Hey, not me. They make me nauseous. What doesn't make you nauseous? Uh, standing still, pretzels, most rectangles. <laughs> Saturday, July 25th, by Vic the Gavel. <laughs> Fleming. You know, someone mentioned that Vic's name is sounding more and more like the car wash theme. Odd. We were going for more of a patty cake angle. Sunday, July 26th, by Kevin G. Durr hyphen Can you name all the Knights of the Round Table? Sure. Lancelot, Galahad, Bagdamagdus, Ector de Marie, Blitzen, Segwarides, Mordred, Gingalane, Wolverine, Tristram. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I don't, I don't think Blitzen was a Knight of the Round Table. Sure, he was the one with the red nose, and they all got to the North Pole. No, 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 no. Blitzen was Blitzen is in the back next to Donner. It's Rudolph who's in the front with the red nose. Where's Comet? Comet is in the middle. It, it, it's Dasher and Dancer are the first row. Uh, Dasher, Dancer, then Prancer and Vixen. Comet and Cupid. Donner and Blitzen. But where does King Arthur? King, is, he, is, he, King, is he at the toys? He's in the backseat of the sleigh. He's there. He's sits behind Santa. He does. Yeah, he's sort of the backseat driver. He's a real pain in the ass.
Santa, which I would go to next. I heard it's terrible shit. the worst podcast ending ever <laughs> the worst ending ever we're not even gonna air this